Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. I got an interesting one today, and I say interesting because there's a whole world out there I didn't know about. And that world is called high ticket sales. And so uh, I've got Daniel Patrick on the show today. I met Daniel through Apex. Uh, Daniel is an independent sales consultant, AKA he is a high ticket closer. And the reason that I brought, brought him on the show today is I wanted to talk about remote sales, kind of that lifestyle and how it relates to the coaching business, the events business, all these, you know, businesses that once you join masterminds, you realize, Hey, there's consultants, there's coaches, there's, events you know we're, we're both part of apex which has a huge million dollar mastermind event once a year and guys like daniel make those high ticket sales so i definitely wanted to shed some light on that industry as well as talk about events a little bit and understanding what goes into a well-run event so daniel welcome to the show brother thanks thanks man glad to be here <laughs> awesome so uh, we'll get right into it you know remote sales what was your journey into getting into remote sales? What got you into it? Uh, man, I, uh, pure luck, to be honest, man. Um, mm -hmm. I come from door to door sales. I've sold financial products. I've sold swimming pools. I've sold just about anything you can think of, but let's say about five years ago, I was actually knocking doors, selling roofs in Southwest Florida nice. and, um, I came, I came in like right after hurricane or, or Irma, I had a really strong start, but over time I just started to get burnt out. It wasn't really fulfilling anymore. I was making really good money, like more money than I'd ever seen in my life before, mm. which was great. Um, but I just, it's just, things just started to fizzle out. I didn't really have freedom over, over my location. I couldn't do what I wanted. It's, it's, you know, I was living with a bunch of dudes and we were just moving around in trucks, knocking doors all day not ideal yeah. ended up meeting a girl who had her own online coaching program i had no idea that there was this world of, of online sales and yeah. um she was telling me about it i was just like i didn't really take it seriously i was just like is this like are you selling shampoo like what is this but <laughs> she was like i was i was like 29 at the time she was 22 and she was making a couple hundred grand a year and I was just like, this is insane. Mm -hmm. And um, we ended up dating a little bit and she introduced me to some people in the industry because she saw that I just, I didn't really, I wasn't really into door-to-door uh, -door anymore. I just, it just, it just melted my brain, dude. So mm -hmm. she made some introductions. I got on my first offer within a few months and um, it was awesome, dude. Like I was, I was selling on a fitness offer it, I wasn't making a lot of money at the time, but I was just, it just the fact that all I had to do was show up on a call and move the product of the person who was already interested in buying and then money happens. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So that was kind of my first taste, dude. And then from there, it was just a matter of finding the right offer because with online sales, man, you, you've got a, well, with any sales, really, I'm the type of guy that I, I can't really sell anything that I don't have conviction in. So okay. I feel like that's a big thing too, but that's, that's kind of uh, that's kind of how I got started. 
No, it makes a lot of sense. And I mean, so many of us start out in door to door. I know it was the, the first position I had when I was 16 and I hated it immediately. And then I built a, you know, $5 million door to door company 10 years later. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy the way things work, but, uh, what, what would you say burned you out about, I mean, besides the obvious, right? Cause yeah. you know, I spent a lot of my life building cultures that would support people staying long-term. Mm -hmm. So what did the, what do you feel like your company lacked or was it just you, you it, it's, it's me, not you kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> or was it like the culture, the compensation, the opportunity development? At this point in my life, brother, I try to take full responsibility of, of everything. So okay. the way I would answer that is like, it was all me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the company, I, I kind of got thrown to the wolves a little bit, but I felt like I was a really good salesperson, but you can be really sharpened if you don't have someone pushing you, if you don't have someone just recognizing that you're not applying yourself right. to the max, you're just going to get stagnant. And I've never, like, I've never been able to push myself to, to the point as if I had a coach, like wrestling was a great uh, example of this. I, I wrestled in high school, wrestled for several years. And it was just like, looking back, there's no fucking way I would be able to push myself into just yeah. going to that edge. And it's the same with sales. Like even where I'm mm -hmm. at now, like I'm constantly reaching out to, to friends. Like if any, if, if any of my managers have anything to say to me, like I always tell them like, dude, if I got something in my teeth, let me know so I could fix it. Like I want to be pushed. Right. And I think that's what was missing. Um, and I just kind of got stagnant. So, you know, without, I guess, revealing anything sensitive, right? Yeah. Break this down for me in, in that position. What can individuals, what can an individual expect to make? Is it percentage of the total sale, it you is. know, and then you said you have to have conviction. Yeah. So, you know, how many different products have you sold? Is it, has it always been in the fitness space, coaching space, online events or events? You know, yeah. kind of what is the makeup there? Yeah. So I've, I've, dude, I, I can't even, I've sold more things that I have fingers and toes. I, I couldn't even <laughs> tell you all the things that I've sold. Nice. Um, the fit, the fitness niece was just, it was just one of those situations it was the first chance I could get. And, mm -hmm. um, I've right now I've kind of settled into a combination of B2B marketing, namely with, uh, home improvement contractors. I'm actually on an offer where we help roofing contractors build out their own social media marketing frameworks. Um, the nice. company's called contractor dynamics. Joe Hughes is our owner. He's amazing. I love selling that. I know the game, I know roofing, I know struggle. And so I get to just, I just get to talk shop with these guys about a dozen of, of them every week and, and talk about marketing and improving their businesses. That's an easy sale for me because I love mm -hmm. talking about it. Um, and the was other that, product, go for was it. Joe recent. No, man. I've been with him for over three years now. I think three, oh, three, wow. four months. Yep. I just had him on the show a couple months ago. Dude, he's awesome. Awesome dude. Yeah. Awesome guy. Yeah. We just yeah. had an, an amazing event at RoofCon. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, Joe's a good dude. And then uh, I also sell a, a B2C opportunity. We teach people how to build digital assets online, which is another thing. That one's a little mm -hmm. bit different though, because you're, you're talking to, to people and sometimes, um, 
you know, when you're talking to someone who has been programmed to trade their hours for dollars their whole life, and now you're yeah. talking about an opportunity where they can make their own money and build their own business, it's mm -hmm. oftentimes it's, it's a tough sell, but yeah. uh, I believe in it. So to me, it, it seems easier. So as far as like the conviction goes, I feel like you've got to be in something that you believe in because mm -hmm. it, as much as all of these coaching these sales coaches want to talk to you about like, oh, you're not saying the right thing or your tonality is not right. Like, yeah, there's some, tr there's a lot of truth to that, but the part that mm -hmm. they're not, that they don't talk about number one is that you've got to love what you're selling. I never hear anybody talk about that. And the other, I've thing, actually got a reel where I talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Well, then you're the because first you're, person. You're a hundred percent right. I'm going to send it to him after. Cause I, I know yeah. Ryan remembers it. Cause it was one of my better reels in terms of yeah. engagement. And, um, no, but I believe in that a hundred percent. And that's what I always tell my guys, Hey, all these strategies, all these things we're teaching you, it's only after you have conviction, because if yeah. you don't have conviction, then at the end of the day, you're lying to your customer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So it's like, you got to have that conviction first and then you get to execute on all these, uh, strategies within sales tonality, uh, the way we say things, NLP, all this, all this yeah. crazy stuff and you. And the beautiful part is you don't feel bad about it. You know, you don't feel like you're tricking anybody because you yeah. sell the best thing out there for what they want yeah. and what they're interested in. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what I would always tell them. Cause they would say, well, you know, you use these impulse factors and you're tricking people. And it's like, I'm not <laughs> tricking them. I am impulsing them, but yeah. I know it's the best thing for them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know that it's the best on the market because I'm the expert in the business. You know, yeah. I'm the expert on cable. I'm the expert on solar, whatever the case was, you know, is when we develop that sales program, we become the experts on it and our people become the experts on it through the training. Yep. And so that's that conviction has to be, they have to truly believe, Hey, we're the, we're the shit. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd rather show, I'd rather show up to a call completely unprepared as far as like structured and sales process and believe mm -hmm. in something versus not really having the belief and being fully prepared as far as script and product knowledge. Mm -hmm. and, and people are going to buy the former all day as well. And it's right. just not enough people talk about it. And it makes sense because they, that's not exactly where the money's at. If you're, mm -hmm. if you're selling sales coaching and it's, I guess it's, it's a lot easier to reach your market. If you can just teach people what to say and not, not don't talk about what it is you're selling or whether you believe in it, just convince them that, that they just don't know what the fuck they're saying. And mm -hmm. that's the greatest lie ever told in our, in right. our so, um, yeah, on top of that, dude is like having success as, as a, a high ticket, uh, sales consultant. The other thing that nobody talks about is being in the right boat. If you're selling washer and dryer extended warranties for 45 mm -hmm. bucks a month, you're not going to become a millionaire. And I, and I see a lot of coaches out there, um, and, and sales gurus saying like, oh, it doesn't matter what industry, this or that. Like, no, dude, you've got to, you've got to network. So this industry, mm -hmm. like, yeah, you've got to believe what you're selling and you've got to have preparedness as far as like sales skills, but you've yeah. also got to be rubbing shoulders with the right people. And like, I don't own a business. The whole reason I joined Apex was just to network with people mm -hmm. so that if, if the shit ever hits the fan, and you know, my time with contractor dynamics ends or the other account ends, like I've, I've always got to make sure that I've got a plan 
B through Z. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and that's how and I that's made kinda, it. Here we go. Yeah, Here exactly. Go. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of how we met. You know, you were, you've been very interested in solar and, you know, uh, I gave you some advice there in terms of becoming a solar broker versus, you know, working for one particular company, which is what you do anyways. Right. And what right. your skill set is built for and you're, and you're, you're able to kind of pontificate that, or, uh, I should say, communicate that to your client. It's like, Hey, I'm a broker. Yeah. I'm going to go out there and find you the best deal, you know? Absolutely. And so, you know, besides conviction in the product, what do you, what do you look for in the client? Is there, is there, you know, you, you talked about the $45 warranty plan for the washer and dryer, which makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah. Is there something that you're looking for? Is it volume? Is it the actual ticket price? Is yeah. it systems within the client that you're saying like, Hey, you know, I want to sell for this client. Yeah. That's a freaking great question. And here's some, like, this is, I've just been collecting data on this for years. Mm -hmm. uh, there is, there is a, a particular ecosystem that I look for. Okay. Okay. In contrast to looking for an already established company that's massive, okay, mm -hmm. I look for people that I feel like are diamonds in the rough, like they're brilliant people, they've got an amazing product, they're not always the best closers, but I can just see like, dude, you've got something amazing. If I came in and took over your front end sales process, there's going to be a quantum leap and then I'm going to be able to ride your coattails. And like, mm -hmm. I'm a professional follower, dude. I don't, I don't mind putting it that way. That's, that's how yeah. I make money. So I look for a couple things. Number one, they can't be secretly a jerk. They can't be, um, like they can't have some sort of fucking scandal going on where they're scamming people. Like they've got to have a really solid reputation. Um, they've got to have multiple, they've got to have strong marketing. So honestly, I look for multiple channels of, of inbound leads, be it Facebook targeted ads, organic, Google, YouTube, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, also a bonus if, if they've, if they're a little bit of Instagram fame, uh, that's, that's amazing too. Right. Um, I look for an absolute minimum of month, monthly revenue of like, I'd say 20 to 40 K is, is like absolute minimum that mm -hmm. you'd want to jump in on an offer. And even as a business owner, before you delegate your front end sales, I believe um, as an you online be there. Yeah. You need to wait like 20 to 40 K before you can pass that off. Cause I'm coming in, I'm hungry. I know how much these guys are making. Like I want to make, like, I want to make multi six figures. So if you don't have the horsepower, I'm yeah. not going to be attracted to you. So multiple streams of inbound leads, a little bit of fame, great reputation, mm -hmm. minimum revenue, You've also got to have an offer that I love. Like, can I nerd out on this? Am I going to enjoy researching this offer? Um, and then, you know, I also like to see proof of concept. I want to know that uh, you've got, that you're making offers to, I would say, 60% of the people that you get on the phone with. And I want to see that you've got a proven close rate of at least, at least 10%. Because I know if you're at least 10%, that just means you, you might need to improve your processes, but right. typically sub 10% is, is not indicative of um, lack of skill set alone. There's usually a lot of other things going on, like marketing, bad PR, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So that is kind of like the Goldilocks ecosystem that I look for before I put in my, my, uh, my hat. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make a lot of sense. And I, you know, my, probably my favorite part is what you talked about, the minimum monthly income. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, if you're not eating, how are you going to expect somebody else to eat off of your, 
business yeah. model. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so one of the things you talked about it was the front end sales process. What is, you know, what what does that mean? What does that terminology mean to you when you say front yeah. end sales process? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise a lot of eyebrows. Um, I want inbound leads, and uh, I know people are watching this like, oh, what a bitch! Like he's not he's not going out and getting it and stuff like that. Like I just hear I just hear all of these people. It's just like. Oh, these these closers looking for a crazy gravy train, and and they're not mm-hmm. going out and and um, creating their own top of funnel. It's like okay, um, I've been able to find plenty of companies who have just just an abundance of leads that are just mm-hmm. waiting to be sold. Okay, right. that's what I look for. So front end sales process for me is you've got you've got marketing working for you. You've got an abundance of of leads that need to be sold and and i'm going to handle it for you i'm going to handle my i'm going to i'm going to handle my follow-up pipeline and i'm going to handle my inbound pipeline um and i feel like in the grand scheme everyone makes more money that way because if you're reserving my time for the highest revenue generating activities and you're able to delegate um business acquisition to someone that you can pay a lot less everyone's going to make more money that way. So that's what I look for. Now that makes a lot of sense. And especially because, I mean, if you think about it, if you're a high ticket closer, well, it's in the name closer, yeah. yep. not lead generator, right? not appointment <laughs> setter. You know what I'm saying? And, and so one, it's in the name, but two, it's like, if you want someone to generate leads for you, then they have to become part of your product. They have to yep. become contractors dynamics you yeah know what i'm saying which doesn't happen overnight no and so if you want to bring in a, a closer like yourself then that would take them probably six months to become fully integrated into the company rather than just knowing how to close this particular type of offer and coming in and closing it with existing leads that you already have yeah. so, so trust me it makes a lot of sense and even in my my process now on the consulting side because it's all organic right and especially yeah. since you know, I haven't dedicated my time to it until today, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Since I made that, that, that change earlier this week and winding down my solar business. Um, when I'm in these sales calls, I know the genius is in the sales call, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And yeah. I, I don't close during the call. I close via email because yeah. it, I've been able to do that. Cause it's so passive. That's amazing. I built, I built quality. I built value. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it is a qualification thing. I'm not going to, try and close you and impulse you. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm going to make you wait and sweat for my proposal. And then when you get my proposal, you won't have sticker shot because you already know at that point. Yeah. And then uh, if you if you sign, you sign. If you don't, you don't. Now, obviously, that's going to change this year because now this is my, you know, going to be my main source of revenue. It's going to be my main thing versus yeah. it was just kind of a fun thing I like to do before. Right. Yeah. And but even when I'm in that process, I'm like, man, I could I could uh, structure this, I could script it and mm-hmm. I could create a sales process out of this to where, all right, the, the five, 10 grand range I'm outsourcing and maybe 25 plus I'm keeping internal, but even then same thing, I've got a structure, I've got, you know, a system in place that somebody mm-hmm. could learn probably in a couple of days and be closing mm-hmm. by the end of the week. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Especially if I have an abundance of leads or I yeah. turn on marketing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So 
you know, long-term I see that being something that I look for. Right. Um, you know, obviously I want the best of both worlds. I want the high ticket closer. That is also the hybrid consultant. Yep. So I don't have to go out to the location and yep. take time away from the family and everything. They can do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. I can outsource that. I could delegate it, you know, yep. and then us as a team service the client, however we need to, you know, eventually I want an army of consultants yep. that are brought up in the system and, you know, are yep. part of our culture. That's another thing you just hit on. That's really awesome. Um, you know, there's, there's, I feel like as a, a closer, it really has helped my career because I believe in the product and because I believe in the products that I've sold, it's, it's, it's made me want to be loyal to the company and help where I can, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm not here. I I'm here for the money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah. not just here for the money. You right. know, I like, I enjoy feeling a part of something. And mm -hmm. I just feel like as a human being, I feel like we're hardwired to want to be a part of something and that, you know, that satisfies my, my, uh, my bank account. And I get to, I get to, you know, be a part of a sort of like a, a family, like a surrogate family, yeah. depending on who I'm selling for. You know what I mean? I mean, why, why else do cults work? Exactly. Just want to be a part of something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's like, you have to, I love like have a cult like culture, man, like mm -hmm. have it be like, be like Chick-fil-A, just, yeah. just a cult like culture. I love that. So yeah, there's me to warm and yeah, positive. It's, it's funny. One of the things we joke about within Apex a lot is um, our family, after being in Apex for a couple months, our family is convinced that we're part of a cult. <laughs> they're like, what is this cult you're a part of? And then they come to like a uh, Apex Live or something like that. And they're like, hey, this right. is pretty cool. You know what I mean? Right? My Absolutely. wife was, that's exactly what happened to her. And now she's an entrepreneur and owns her own business. So I wonder, I don't even know what the definition of a cult is. I'm sure it's yeah. I'm I'm curious now too. I never <laughs> I never looked it up, but you know it's always viewed as a negative thing. But right. when it comes to to having a cult of success, I mean that's pretty sounds Dude, pretty positive. There you go, a cult of success. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. absolutely. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about events. You know, okay. obviously, with some of your offers, events are part of the package. Yeah, you know, maybe events include. Oh, we, we got a, a here we go. Here we go. A system a of system. religious veneration directed yeah. toward a uh, particular figure or object. No, um, that's so not... yeah, I guess <laughs> <laughs> at least the first definition isn't what we were looking for there. <laughs> right, right, right. It's okay. misplaced. It's, it's so it, it comes with a negative. It's it's it yeah. comes with a negative connotation. So mm -hmm. what's the opposite? What is it? What is it if it doesn't come with uh, if it's if it's properly placed? What the hell is that? A mastermind. Maybe. A mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> so for you guys that are just listening, Ryan went ahead and pulled up the definition of a cult for us. And so that's what we were just covering. <laughs> so going into events, they're they're obviously part of a lot of these high ticket offers. Yeah. Um, let, let's just start there. Yeah. So, um, how do you I, like events to be packaged within an offer? Uh, well, I prefer if you're like, like perfect, just beautiful silver platter scenario would be mm -hmm. where, um, you go to an event and the guy that, that you're 
working for the client is working the stage and he's selling everybody in the room. And then he's just mm -hmm. like, Hey, if you guys want to buy, just go talk to my friend, Daniel there at the back of the room and he'll be ready mm -hmm. to take the credit card number. So, which I've been to events like that. It's, it's insane. Um, mm -hmm. so that's cool. You, you're not always that lucky. Okay. Sometimes right. you've got, sometimes you've got to work a booth. You've got to forge relationships. It's a lot of follow-up. I am still closing deals from RoofCon one. Like I'm still having conversations from, from RoofCon one with, with Joe. And that was, that was like three, four years ago, man. Or that was like, three awesome. years. yeah. So, um, that's the most common. So yeah, my, my events will happen. It's like one of two buckets, either the guy or girl that I'm selling for decides to throw an event and mm -hmm. they send me to do what I do what I've always done. Or because I've got such a good network, um, people will call me in as a hired gun to help sell their product at an event. And I look for mm -hmm. lots of things. I, you know, again, I want to make sure they got a good reputation. I want to believe in what they're selling. Do they have proof of concept at these particular events before? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be selling at uh, door to door con out here in, in Salt Lake city. I'm, I linked up with a guy. He's got an amazing program that teaches door to door sales guys how to level up. And I think that's amazing. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go help him at his booth. So yeah, it's uh, it's one of those two things, man. Either I'm Jason Bourne or, and someone calls me in or uh, I'm just representing the, the account that, uh, that I've always worked for. Nice. Yeah, so man. walk me through how you, you would strike, you know, you're doing an event tomorrow, right? Yeah. Is there a particular booth set up you like? Is there a giveaway? You know, what, what does that look like? If you have to generate the leads, you're, you don't have somebody on stage, you yeah. gotta generate the leads. You know what yeah. I mean? What does that setup look like and how do you attract people? And then what is kind of the structure of the sale for closing them? At yeah. an event? <laughs> so I like to have something I like the booth to look good or if it's just, if they've got a wheel, if there's like a, a drawing where you have to be present, any sort of thing, anything that'll draw them to the booth. Mm -hmm. And, um, I like, obviously I want that booth to be where all the traffic is, you know, um, mm -hmm. even better if, if the guy at your booth is, is, um, has the stage at the event for a certain amount of time and then having them direct traffic back to the booth that they've got more, uh, more questions. But essentially, mm -hmm. dude, you're working a booth, you're on your feet, you're drumming up conversations out of thin air, and you're getting to the point. You've got to determine in the first two minutes, especially on day one, you've got to, mm -hmm. you've got to know in the first two minutes, am I wasting my time on this person? Mm -hmm. If so, hey, have a, hey, uh, great to meet you. <clears throat> Hope you have a great experience at the event. Let us know if, if we can uh, do anything for you. Have a great time. Get them, get them off. Yeah. You know, sometimes make a hand, give a hand signal to the guy behind you so they can, so I can be like, actually talk about <laughs> Eric over here and then just yeah. dip out. So that's the first mm -hmm. thing, like day one of an event, first two minutes, know who the hell you're talking to. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've, I'd say like drum up a list of hot seven to 10 people, just hot irons that you'll try mm -hmm. to close the ideas to, to get them to sign at the event. And so if you've got mm -hmm. an at event bonus to create a little bit of an urgency, that works better, but oftentimes, dude, those sales don't come into fruition until after the event, right. um, which is what I'm used to. 
Um, mm-hmm. Like so when I'm when I'm at when I'm with uh, Joe at his booth at RoofCon, mm-hmm. like I, it's not the type of thing that I would want someone to buy at that event, anyways. Like because we're not for everyone. I need to know that it's it's the right, right. fit. So I'll set up discovery calls post event, and mm-hmm. then I've got business cards with a QR code. I'll take their phone, scan it. They'll book a time, and as soon as that happens we've already got a VSL or some sort of pre-call drip set up to, mm-hmm. to stay top of mind with that person. That way, by the time they get on the phone with me, expectations have already been set. All the heavy lifting as far as nurturing has been done by AI and robots and mm-hmm. all I have to show up and answer questions. And that's, that's kind of how it works. Is there some phrases or words you listen for and you, you're like, Okay, this is this is an interested person. I need to close them now. This is a hot lead, you know. Yeah. Is it, what what is something that you're going to hear that's going to trigger that? People are going to these events oftentimes with a credit card burning a hole in their pocket. Okay, mm-hmm. they're looking they're looking to buy. They don't know what it is yet, but they're just they're hoping to find that thing that can be the litmus test that will determine their success for for that year. Mm -hmm. I listen for that. So I want to know, like, what are you doing here? Like, are you just like, what are you looking to get out of this event? And then what sort of issues are you having with your business? Like, where are you at? Where do you want to be? What's holding Mm -hmm. you back from getting there? What if I could fix that for you? And then that takes a couple minutes, dude. Um, That framework, I can't remember what that framework is called. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So it's simple as that dude so as far as like this particular i don't really have any any buzzwords that i look out for you just kind of mm-hmm. read someone's energy and like if they're just looking for that knight in shining armor and you think you can close the deal like go for mm-hmm. it if not wish them the best of luck i feel like with that structure it's it's right after the question what if i could do that for you yeah their response i feel like tells you everything you need to know because yep. you know people's first first instinct is going to be to object, but you're not giving them anything to object at the end. What if I could do that for you? Yeah. Well, I don't think you can, I guess that's an objection. You know what I mean? But most people don't have the balls to say something like that, you know? And it is weird. Look, like I know what it is. They, they know what the deal is, man. Like Mm -hmm. they know what it is. Like, yeah, it's okay. Especially at an event, dude, like you're not, you Mm -hmm. didn't stop to talk to me because you like my jacket. You know what I'm doing there. I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. selling are we in alignment and that's okay i own it yeah. um but i just try to operate as an advocate as, as much as i possibly can you know because mm-hmm. i truly do want people to win i do not want i like i said dude i can't i can't sell i can't convince someone to buy something i've just never never been able to do that you know mm-hmm. it's it's so much more satisfying if you can get the prospect to arrive uh at you as the solution on their own you know what i mean mm-hmm way to do it so seeing businesses like joe's you know what 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 do you think a successful high ticket offer should be and you know percentage wise should be investing in events paid ads you know organic content can you give Mm -hmm. us kind of a wheel of what you see success is successful i don't know all the metrics on that but i would say Mm -hmm. joe is easily spending 10% uh, on advertising, 10% of whatever he he generates, maybe even more back into advertising, back into events. And I feel like that's what the big dogs do. 
yeah. um, you know, five to ten percent back into marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the exact framework. Some people don't need to spend that much. Some people, some people's uh, businesses, yeah, it's largely organic, mm-hmm. and that's cool. So I don't, I don't really know anything about that. Um, just outside of what I've heard, you know. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And if your business is organic, then even more you need somebody to filter out the BS and close the yeah. beer deals, you know. Yeah, but it, you asked uh, the other. I think the other thing you asked is, um, you know, what is like, what do they need to put into their marketing? Like besides money, I feel like the reason Joe has done so well, and I I would argue that we that Joe is he's the top advisor when it comes to done with you marketing in the home improvement industry, hands down. Mm-hmm. I'll anybody on that? He's yeah. he is just hyper focused on his reputation. Mm-hmm. The the home improvement industry is very small and I see people get crucified for shit that they've done every single day and they're blackballed. And if you end up mm-hmm. hanging out with the wrong people, you've got a whole group like, Hey dude, did you hear about you what that associated guy did? with that? Exactly. Yeah. So like Joe is very careful about who he hangs out with. He's just, he's very careful. I have never seen him send anyone. Uh, like if, if we've had, if we've had a client that didn't work out, and it was on us. We take massive ownership for everything. We've never sent anybody back out into uh, internet land pissed off with without mm-hmm. like it's just he's just very very hyper focused on his reputation. And not a lot of people do that. They just they you know they'll 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 they don't pick their battles. They don't play damage control, and they create right. little monsters that destroy their reputation. No, I couldn't agree more, especially in the door-to-door industry. I see it all the time. It's like guys will will sacrifice their reputation for a thousand dollar reserve payment. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just silly. Dude, just let it go, you know? man. Just let it go. Yeah. And, and that's that, cost and, doing business. You know, yeah. it's not even cost doing business. It's the right thing to do, right? Right. You know, but I see these guys just hold on to this stuff and it it has nothing to do with money and everything to do with they're yeah. taking it personally that somebody's leaving. It's yeah, like just dude. pay them out, you know. Dude like company owners that sue their starving fucking reps for going and starting their own thing because it, because it goes against their, whatever the, I I, do not even do contracts. Like I don't even, but it's just, it's like, what are you doing, man? Like the guy, the guy he's now, if he's stealing intellectual property and shit like that, that's completely different. But yeah. if he just went and worked for another company because they had a better comp plan or he just went to go start his own thing because he sees a gap in the yeah. street, don't fucking Silly. take him to court. Like, what the fuck, dude? Dude, and so, it, I got introduced to that at a young age because I worked for a collectible gold sales organization. And so, yeah. you know, these guys make two, 300 grand a year closing, uh, you know, investment grade gold, you know, certified yeah. gold or whatever. And yeah, anytime it was a very small industry and they all came out of Beaumont, yeah. <laughs> Beaumont, Texas. Like if you go, if, if you went to Beaumont, Texas 20 years ago, there'd be like seven or eight gold offices there. And yeah. all they are, is just, you know, boiler rooms, slinging gold and, yeah. um, which sounds cool as shit, which is why they had so many salespeople work for them. But yeah, when one would go to the other, then that company would suit the, the other company and they would suit the salesperson. It was just like, you're just wow. wasting your time. And <laughs> like that's all ego, you know? 
yeah. in 12 years in door to door, I've had people slander me, recruit management teams to sales teams, all, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I have never sued one person. Now I've threatened to, you know yeah. what I mean? I puffed my chest out and was like, Hey, you keep recruiting people from our company then, you know, and I've sent them the cease and desist letters and stuff, but that was more because they were slandering us and then trying to recruit people from us, you know? Yeah. And as you know, it's very hard to find a good salesperson. So, so there's hard. a lot of costs associated with that, you know, unless you're in a network like apex and they're full of guys like Daniel, you know? So, yeah. Hey. All right. So what's, what's next for you? What do you got coming up? What are you working on? Oh man. Um, stacking cash, man. I, uh, mm -hmm. I've got, uh, I've, I've, I've gotten to the point in my career where I think I've pretty much maxed out the money I can get for trading in my hours, mm -hmm. uh, which is cool. I love that. But uh, I'm not getting any, getting any younger, so I want to start looking into ways where I can reserve my time for even higher revenue generating activities with even less throughput. So mm -hmm. um, I'm out in Salt Lake City. I live like five minutes from the mountains. Um, I feel like there's a really good market out here for short term rentals. So mm -hmm. I'm looking, doing a lot of research, getting into that, getting into real estate and mm -hmm. just building my credit. Um, I've only had an EIN number since last year before that I was a sole proprietor and I've got amazing yeah. business credit already. Um, personal credit is, is great. I've got a couple hundred thousand dollars in, in, uh, lines of credit at my mm -hmm. disposal at any time. Um, I think I just don't really know the answer to that question, man. I just want to be yeah. ready for that opportunity lands in my lap and just, you know, the whole reason I joined apex mm -hmm. is to learn about the solar industry and the network. So again, it all goes back to just making sure that I've got backup fail safes. But as far as mm -hmm. what I've got going on next, man, I just want to stack cash, build my credit and just wait for the next opportunity and, and dabble in some real estate, I think. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I think, I think you have something in your experience. There's an offer in that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like, obviously, I brought you on the show because I have, you know, we have a lot of people around us and a lot of mm -hmm. people that listen to this show that are coaches, consultants, um, you know, marketing companies, you know, obviously uh, a healthy amount of door to door solar, you know, just my network is a lot of what listens to the show. Um, but there's a lot of new people coming in that just, you know, they have a coaching offer or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I think there's value in, everything that we just went through on this show, which is very surface level, but getting yeah. deeper in those things and, and putting together SOPs for an event mm -hmm. and scripts. And, yeah. and this is just the way my brain works, you know? Yeah. So I, I want to reverse engineer everything, lay it all out in, in front of you and then sell it to you for 500 bucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. I yeah. think there's something there. I think there's something there with your experience, you know, the remote sales process, as well as the front end, sales process and the event process, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. That you could probably put together and yeah. uh, offer consulting on as well as a course on. Yeah. And that would create some passive income for you, especially yeah. with the course side. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've got, a, I've got a lot of people that can help me with that. You're not the first person who's told me that. Um, and yeah. that, that really excites me. I dude, I really appreciate you saying that because yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I believe that too, <clears throat> I guess. Uh, Did you 
Did you think I had you on the podcast for your benefit? No, yeah, dude, that's great, great consulting for me. You're just putting me up as much as possible. <laughs> no, this is free consulting for me. Oh <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, I, like I said, dude, I'm still chasing. I'm I'm still riding the coattails of of the people whose accounts I represent, and that's kind of where my mm -hmm. focus is right now. Right. But yeah, the 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 future is exciting, man. I'm in the best. Uh, I'm in the best shape of my life. Mm -hmm. I feel I'm making more money than I ever have before. I've got the best friends a guy could ask for. I've got like multiple teams who love and support me. Like I'm, I'm just my relationships with my family and my parents and my girlfriend There's just, everything mm -hmm. is going good, dude. I know mm -hmm. it's, it won't be long before I get, you know, sideswiped with another life ambush, but things yeah. are good. You know what I mean? But you have a, you know, you'll have a strong foundation when that happens for sure. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of people in in me in particular in my twenties, I didn't have any of that, but I had the business success. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so that that was my identity. And as soon as that went downhill, then all of a sudden it was like, oh shit, my whole life's falling apart. Whereas if I had the strong family foundation that I have now, and yeah. the people around me, and the mindset, and the uh, physical fitness, if I had all that rounded out, I would have been fine. <laughs> it would have yeah. been like. You know, I've gone through way more in the last two years on the business side, ups and downs and everything. And I've been yep. able to handle it because I had a social support system in place, you know, so yep. you're in good shape to kind of yep. go out on that ledge and get your face kicked in a little bit. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, it feels good. Like, I, I'm I'm like taking risks is a lot easier for me these days just because mm -hmm. like kind of I don't know, I kind of uh, I had some. I've always been plagued with self-doubt and believing in myself and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm, I don't know. It's just kind of how I'm, how I am. Um, mm -hmm. But like being dealt like so many hardships and resistance points in life, it's really made me strong. And looking back, like every shitty thing that's ever happened to me is a, it's been a, an absolute gift really. So mm -hmm. yeah, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Um, but yeah, I've just always been able to turn shitty things into rocket fuel. So mm -hmm. I know, I know if, if I got teeth tomorrow, I would be fine. I'd still be, yeah. I'd still go into panic mode, but I would take that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, you, you know how to execute for sure. Exactly. No, I think, I think it's very true what they say. Uh, be careful what you ask God for, because he'll give it to you. Right? If you want to be ask stronger, for... he's going to give you, he's going to give you shit to, to get strong over for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for sure, brother. Well, the last question I always ask my guests on the show and, you've brought a ton of value. So I've got to imagine that you've thought about this, but what does legacy mean to you and what legacy do you want to leave behind? Mm, man. Uh, what is legacy? That is a great question. What does legacy mean to me? I don't know, man. I think, um, I think that society, uh, programs a lot of people to think a certain way mm -hmm. and you could go down the wormhole on that all day like whether it's the powers of be wanting to make you feel a certain way so that they can control you or other or people just projecting their own shortcomings on you mm -hmm. um legacy to me is just really really um just letting other people know that you are not bound by the confines of society or any set of rules at all. 
because uh, in order to be a, a shaker and a mover, you have to do things that nobody else thought of doing. And dude, like my career, my career, what I'm doing, like I didn't go to college for this shit. I got a piece of paper right. with my name on it because someone told me to. Someone told me to, to graduate high school with good grades so I can go to college and make good grades there again and trade my social life for a piece of paper with my name on it so that I could go work for somebody else for 60 fucking years. Like mm -hmm. that's, yeah, man, my idea of legacy is just really letting people know you can do whatever you want to do. You just have to really want it. And you know, your, your actions as a byproduct of that, your actions will align with that, with that outcome, but don't let anybody else project their own self, their own shortcomings on you because that's all of the data they have to go off of for, uh, go off of. So create your own data. I love it. Create your own data. Yeah. All right, brother. If somebody's got a, a juicy high ticket offer and it has everything you just described and they want you to sell it for them, how do they get a hold of you? So I'm, I'm uh, fully booked right now. Um, but mm -hmm. if you guys wanted to hit me up on Instagram, my handle's at Dan Lee Patrick. You can also hit me up on Facebook, Daniel Patrick. And uh, there I am. As you can see, I'm, I enjoy life. So uh, yeah, but, um, awesome, but yeah, man. you guys hit me up. And, and also like if, if someone's listening to this and they desperately need closers, like I, I can't, I just don't have the capacity right now, but right. I hang out with guys just as, just as good as I am, if not better mm -hmm. at my job. So I, there's plenty of people I could direct you to. Yeah, I figured it'd be, you know, people that are in the business and would like some guidance, you know, people that need a closer and then, you know, need your, your network, which I know event space, high ticket offer space, you know, that's where you jam. So yep. if, if you are in any of those spaces, reach out to Dan and uh, he'll get you hooked up with whatever yeah. you need to come up with. Right on, brother. Well, brother, I appreciate you coming on the show. I uh, really enjoyed our conversation and uh, looking forward to seeing you around the uh, Apex events and everything else. Oh, yeah, brother. Thanks for having me. Take it easy. All right. Let's get building. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. Be sure to execute on what you just heard and let's get building. As always, remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you consume podcasts. You can also head on over to buildinggreatsalesteams.com and sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the podcast. See you next time.